I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Pod Network Entertainment. Going on, this is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run! Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zila Dragunov. The star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. You are now listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. This is the bonus post-live stream episode. We're recording this after we went off the air uh, from our live stream just a few minutes ago. This is myself, Ro, and Emil, and we got a couple of topics. We'll make it quick because we know you got, uh, we, you know, we got uh, other podcasts to listen to. Pero siempre we have other thoughts that we did not have time for on the live stream. So first, before we get to the big one, let's talk about NXT. Emil, you have this uh, rant that you want to get off your chest about the metaphor. All right. So this is some. This is this has been an underlying issue that I have with the metaphor. I think it goes back to last year, and yung kolang siya naisipan to talk about, and their booking makes them feel invincible, you know. And as a heel faction. Of course, one of the things that you always need 
na mangyari as a heel faction is you get your comeuppance, right? You get your you get your defeat, you get uh you finally like the baby face will now triumph over your group or your you're the heel, diba? Mm-hmm. But for me, it doesn't feel like they get their comeuppance in their every feud since forming. Parang, like, yes, they would get, they would be beaten up sometimes, like, all the men will take so much of the beating. But at the end of every feud, Noem Dar always comes out on top. And they, for me, it feels they're just as invincible as the bloodline at this point. You know, and Noem Dar has been Heritage Cup champion I feel like for way too long already. Ever since they reestablished the Heritage Cup on NXT, he has been the champion. And it makes the competition for that cup look weak because no one seemed to know how to dethrone Noam Dar. Like, someone should have figured out how to defeat Noam Dar and neutralize the metaphor. You know? And... This is, I'm getting now to what happened on NXT. Now, it seems like there's going to be a feud between the No Quarter Catch Club, which is the group that uh, is led by Drew Gulak. And you got guys, uh, Charlie Dempsey's there, uh, Damon Kemp, and I think someone else. Um, I forgot his name, but Apatin Sirei. Jahara Jackson? No. Uh, I said, like, no Quarter Catch. Uh, uh, Yon, Miles Bourne, Yon. Um, and I hope someone from that group can actually neutralize the metaphor because it's been way too long um, that we have uh, Norm Dar as a champion. So I, I want Charlie Dempsey to finally dethrone Norm Dar. But you don't mind because there's other things going on in NXT that are far more interesting. But the kapo ko na realize while watching um, NXT because. Diba, uh, the opening match was um, it was Von Wagner and Robert Stone against uh, Ora Mensa and Norm Dar. And I expect, because la- nung last time that they faced, natalo si, natalo yung, natalo si Von Wagner diba? in that uh, Heritage Cup match. So I feel like they should at least get the win here, but instead, nanalo, nanalo pa yung metaphor. So, doon na nag-spark yung... But it's like a great uh, glass-breaking moment for me that they have been... They have been uh, they've been booked uh, invincible since they they were formed. I I don't know what your thoughts about the metaphor, but that's how I f- that's how I feel about them at this point. Uh, I have two thoughts. First, I like that you're so passionate about the metaphor, and you're <laughs> you're really going in on on this particular story and this particular faction because hey, that's something I would do right when I feel passionate about something as well. <laughs> uh, my second thought is I actually don't have any thoughts about the metaphor. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things, and again, side attraction also that because the yeah, NXT yeah. Uh, Heritage Cup Championship has been um, a, a special feature, for lack of a better term. Like it's one of those things. Like, okay, it pops up every now and then, but it's not really central to any stories because it, it's them keeping the the British rules, the British rounds match alive, which is fine. But alamayon, it's um, neither here nor there at this point. So I, that's why I don't think about it that much. Uh, I don't mind Noam Dar, but uh, Shamper, I agree that someone else should be the champion, but I also don't mind it as much. Um, my big takeaway for metaphor is that it really is a vehicle for not even for Aura Mensa, but for the two women, um, Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend, who have been getting better. So that's special. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Jade Cargill didn't, <laughs> didn't show up, Lash Legend would be, you know, on the way to being 
their Jade Cargill. So now we have three women of that mold in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's my thoughts. Um, it's one of those things. Okay, if if Drew Gulak wins or whoever they pick, I said but they they choose who, uh, who gets to do the match and they all come out together, right? Uh, that would be nice if if somebody else beats Noam Dar, but. The the championship itself has to be a bigger deal for me to care about it more, which is something that's also kind of sad, right? Is it so? Isn't that basically the reason why it's not interesting? Because he's been holding it for way too long. No, I mean, no, like, I, no, no, no. no. Well, that is a real effort. Well, that's a political will to do something more with it. Like it's there. It's there for uh, them to you know bank on you know break glass in case of a good, in case you need a good match, right? Yeah. Uh, nice diversion from everything that's happening. If you want to do a nice six round match or, or so, it's there. But otherwise, uh, whether or not it was Noam Dar, I think it would still be that kind of match or that kind of championship. So that's what they need to fix first, I think. Yeah, I mean, they they did, they did some kind of effort, yeah. but it was, it was the you know, the yeah. remember the tournament? Oh, that's actually the last time. Na, oh, yeah, yeah, na, yeah. Na, yeah. Na, yeah but then you know. Obafemi yeah. became a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Then you, they did the, they did the Dusty Classic. That was now Trick and Melor the big deal. Yeah, right? so, so you know, no so, space, no space. I attribute yung pagkastil ng Heritage Cup. I also attribute that to to Noam Dar being the champion for way too long. Say you know, no wala na wala na competition. Eh. So nasayang lang ako because this is one of the things that I oh, really yeah. like yeah, yeah. NXT UK, and it's such a shame na na you know. It's not, it's not, it's not interesting anymore. But again, you know, I attribute that to their book. So, you know, man, I wish they could put a little bit more effort in it. Because it's a story that's an extreme. They've been putting in a lot of effort in the stories, the way they tell uh, stories of each and every one in there. So I wish they could do the same here with the Heritage Cup. So you know, man, that's what yeah. it's about. Uh, you know, hopefully they, they really push through with NXT Europe soon para mabalik yung Heritage Cup Championship. Mga Immortal, listen to the Underpaid Podcast with me, Stanley Chi, wherein we talk about work-related topics in a light manner na parang nagchichismisan lang tayo or nagkukwentuhan. Listen for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan ka manaikinig ng podcast. Kita-kits! Alright, uh, let's move on to the last topic that we wanted to talk about on the live stream, but you know, we didn't get to have time. Uh... It is today, February 15, as we record this, the 20th anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's only WWE Championship win at No Way Out 2004. So if you've been listening to the show for a while now, uh, Stan and I and Gina, we've talked about our feelings about this at length. So every time the anniversary, we've already talked about it. So you can go look for those episodes because I'm sure you can they'll pop up on Spotify. So... Emil, as uh, the new kid, you know, on the show, and also someone who was not watching wrestling during this era, you were still a toddler. <laughs> yeah. You were still a toddler when, uh, I'm about six years old, but you're like six uh, years old six, yeah. when uh, Eddie won the championship. So, when did you discover this moment, and what did you think? I actually discovered this when you guys, when I heard you guys talked about this, uh, probably like. Years ago, you know, and even though Hindi ko na witness yon when it happened, it always warms my heart every time I would watch it. Because 
you know, you showed your love to any girl every time. And you look at the crowd reaction at that at that moment. Like, just by that, I think dun palang naitindihan ko yung gravity of the moment. Eh. The knowledge I have now of wrestling and I have a Reddy Guerrero, I understand why that moment was as big as it is. Because he came from ECW. He went through a lot of things before he got to that moment. He got hired by WWE because he got fired. He went to rehab. And then for him to be trusted again by WWE, they hired him back. And he really made the most out of his second run. And this was the peak of that second run. was his uh, title win. So although I, I am curious, I, I think that baka natanong ko na to sa inyo last year but I I may have forget uh, baka nakalimutan ko lang um, how did you guys like saw this moment for the first time like Wait, did it that's, that's did a good it, question did it air on RPN did it air on it, it aired Jack? pero syempre <laughs> back in those days we were watching it for free on a three week tape delay so we knew of the moment and when it happened it was really good um, we were you know uh, we, we were looking forward to it. We, we definitely caught it when it aired uh, on TV, on cable TV. Okay, so this was a big deal because uh, to, context- to contextualize it once again, first, you mentioned that uh, Eddie was an addict. He, was, uh, he had drug problems. And if, he were, if, if Eddie's career happened today, uh, he would he would have also gotten fired for a lot, for a lot of reasons. Um, he got fired because uh, I mean, his drug problem was getting so bad that his health was affected, his his decision making was affected. But now, if you like uh, get exposed as a drug addict, you're gonna be a PR liability. That was they'll fire you. This is post uh, wellness policy, right? Uh, so for him to come back through those rock bottom moments of his life, that was a huge deal. Because for all intents and purposes, if you were a booker and then you saw Eddie, the the drug addict, you wouldn't have taken a chance on this guy, right? Uh, He was one of the original undesirable to undeniable, but you know, not, he wasn't all the way undesirable. It's just that he was a liability because addiction and you never know what, the influence of drugs and alcohol would would do to you. And he did get into a car accident. So it's really remarkable how he clawed back from being fired to becoming WWE champion. Then the second part of that is that Eddie was fucking small. Uh, he's big now. You can see it here. He's huge. Pero <laughs> this guy was not natty, which I had to come to terms with recently. <laughs> um, but he was like, what, 5'8"? He was 5'8". And even though you look like this, you were still small, right? Uh, and back in those days, Vince McMahon did not give small wrestlers um, WWE Championship reign. So this uh, reign, but the Rey Mysterio's reign after he di- after Eddie died, that, that, that those were big moments. Those were big deals under Vince McMahon. So uh, in WCW, hindi kasi Chris Benoit was able to become world champion in under Eric Bischoff, right? So uh, the fact that Eddie was able to become WWE champion despite not being a giant like uh, 
Brock Lesnar or Big Show or Undertaker, diba, was another testament to how good he really was and how over he was as a character, as uh, as someone to rally behind. Diba? He was CM Punk before CM Punk, really. So big deal, and I really enjoy that part as someone who isn't a giant, right? <laughs> um, I'm the smallest guy of all of us five, right? So uh, it it proved to me that you don't have to be tall, you don't have to be like uh, the biggest dude in the world, the biggest meathead in the world to become a top champion. All you got to do is work hard and be talented. So that was pretty huge. That was uh, why I enjoyed this so much, and one of those things that. Uh, it was supposed to be a routine defense for Brock Lesnar, but Brock was on his way out of the company in 2004. So the decision was made to have Brock put him over. And it was like the best time for it. Okay, uh, yeah. It's one of those things that you didn't know until after. Now, you weren't sure if they were really going to pull the trigger on Eddie's reign. And that's oh. why it's a huge moment. And the natural main thought that I had for this particular conversation is that it has been fucking 20 years. Oh, my. It's fucking 20 years ago. Oh, my God. I've been a wrestling fan for more than 20 years. Chino <laughs> has been a wrestling fan for longer. Like He's like a wrestling fan for 25 years out there. Jesus. Uh, and we are old. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the one so. thing I, I, I will uh, uh, additional long. So, no one, not many were, people remember that his reign only lasted like four months. Oh, yeah. That was, and you know, when four, yeah. yeah, you're right. It was only uh, three or four months. Yeah. But people remember this iconic win so much. Yep. Yeah. It's like, all about the win, not really about exactly. the win. Exactly. You know, we when it comes to the, what's like the title, uh, yung usapan tungo sa haban ng title reigns, diba? So it's not really. How long the title reign is, it's how memorable the title win was. And this is a prime example of that. Now, this win, now 20 years, 20 years uh, after the fact, but again, not many people, not many people remember now his uh only WWE title reign ended after four months. You know, so that's again speaks volumes to this moment. Yep. And again. Uh, not wrestling fans, we miss Eddie Guerrero. We know we always wonder, you know, what if he didn't uh tragically uh, not even tragically, but siempre, he didn't die early. If what if he didn't die early, uh, like 19 years ago? So, yeah, it's so, uh, it's funny because uh, I am now five years away from the age that oh, Eddie man. died. That was uh, <laughs> it's funny, also funny because Eddie was 38 in this photo or 37 in this photo, and uh, he looks like he's 50 years old. <laughs> Oh man, Jesus like that, that's like you mga older people, they uh, really look old. Like yeah. pag 30 na sila yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't know what, what happened with the world, but it's it's no, a we, we, world. we skewed younger. We we decided uh, to look younger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eddie had the mullet and he had the facial hair. Oh. <laughs> and his face looked old. And he, it was because of the drugs and the drinking as well. Plus, I noticed like in in nung 20. 2004 onwards, uh, he doesn't look as big as he was when he entered when he came into WWE. Because I mean, again, you know, you watch. Oh, he was age, huge here. Yeah. He was no, but he was bigger when he came in the, the Latino Heat days. Uh, sure, he, he was bigger then. So talagang nakita mo na uh, he got cleaner talaga 
when he when he came back and he made an effort to maximize his second chance. And yeah, he really did. It paid off. Like Vince got Vince gave him this uh, WWE title run. Yeah, I I actually just wonder now what he would say about the whole Vince allegations. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be weird. But anyway. Yeah, that's it for our Eddie tribute. Uh, Stan couldn't be here. He really regrets not being <laughs> able to be here for Eddie's 20th uh, WWE Championship anniversary. But it is what it is. You got to make big money, adult money. All right, that's it for the bonus post-livestream episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast this week. We'll see you next week once again for our Weekend Reacts and Picks of the Week audio-only episodes, as well as our usual weekly live stream on uh thursday and by then we will probably already do um i think i think i think 700th episode on the live stream so uh, i don't know if we're gonna do anything special but it's just one of those milestones that has happened in our 10th year so for my co-host emil and uh our absent co-host chino stan and rowan sh this has been the wrestling wrestling podcast uh stay safe stay healthy stay cool it's getting hotter and don't be a dick. Resting, resting podcast out. Peace, outcast. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. 